Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today is going to be another special episode that we do once in a while where it's just me speaking to you, the condo investor, and I'm going to be giving you sort of an oral essay on a subject that is in the news a lot right now and that a lot of my clients and condominium investors are asking me about. So I thought this would be a good time to summarize some of my thoughts, put them in one place, and uh, get them out there to you. So the subject here was inspired this time by a recent headline in the Financial Post, and I will include a link to this article. If you go to the show notes for this episode, you can find it at truecondos.com slash episode 41. So if you go there, you will see the article I'm talking about in the Financial Post. The headline was, Apartment Boom Builds in Toronto, A Sign More Are Giving Up on Home Ownership. So the headline sort of speaks for itself in terms of what the article is about. It's talking about the fact that a lot of um, rental buildings are now being built or proposed to be built in Toronto. Um, and uh, typically these, these, some of these sites were actually condominium sites, a couple of them, which were bought completely out um, by pension funds or other institutional investors. And they're now, instead of becoming condos, they're being rent, becoming rental buildings. So a lot of people are asking me, Andrew, what do you think about this trend? Is this a good thing, a bad thing about the for the condo market? Should we be worried? What what do we need to know? Um, so I wanted to talk about that today. And there's actually five major forces that I see at play. And all these signs point to the fact that the rental apartment boom that we're seeing is very good news for condo investors. And I'm going to tell you why in this short oral essay. So the first factor that we're seeing, as, a, as I mentioned already, is that more sites that would normally have been condo sites are now becoming apartment sites. And so what, what reason what's happening here is institutional investors, pension funds, uh, pe- you know, groups with hundreds of millions of dollars to invest are looking for stable, long-term returns. Where do you put all this money if you have this money? It's sort of a, a good problem to have, I suppose. Um, but So they're, they're looking at the rental apartment market, the high-rise market in Toronto, and they're seeing the returns that individual investors are getting just by buying condos and renting them out. And they're quite impressed by them. And so the, the fact is uh, that nobody is buying is selling any rental buildings. The existing rental buildings are, are just not being sold. You can't go out and just buy a, a 40-story rental tower. They're just very, very rarely ever sold in trading hands. Um, the returns are very good. This, the money is very steady and predictable. So why would you ever sell if you owned one of these things? Uh, it's, it's just not happening. So they have to build these buildings themselves. And they're, they're also taking advantage of today's very low interest rates where they can lock in their construction financing today and build for the future um, and uh, take advantage of, of cheap money. So we're seeing less supply of condos coming onto the market because of this. So more rental apartments equals less condominium apartments. So that is a good thing for condo investors. If you're buying today, in a market where there's going to be fewer condos in the future, new condos in the future, 
then that's a good thing, right? Prices would, uh, in that case, go up if supply is going down. The second factor that we're seeing is that, um, and it's sort of tied to the first, is that uh, we're seeing less new condo projects coming onto the market. It's very interesting. Uh, No one's really talking about this yet, but you will be hearing about this, I guarantee, um, more and more as the year plays out. And as the media, of course, is always a few months behind what's actually happening in the market, the media is. And as they catch on to what is happening, they will start to write about the fact that very few new condominium projects are launching in Toronto, particularly in the downtown core. Actually, over the past five months, we've only seen one new project come uh, on, you know, uh, start selling south of Bloor. So the downtown core, south of Bloor. And actually, this new project um, was Design House uh, on College and Spadina there. And it was a very small project with just 116 units. And so this is really unprecedented. All my time in the condominium market, um, coming up nearly on 10 years now, I've never seen a, a period of stretch this long without any new product introduced into the market, any new projects. We've seen some relaunches. We've seen uh, you know second phases of existing projects and things, a couple here and there. But in terms of new projects, there's only been one south of Bloor, which is really unprecedented. So uh, it's very clear that 2015 will be a very different year from 2014 and 2013 in terms of um, new product being introduced to the market. And again, this lower supply that we're seeing introduced now will play out in three to four years to come when these, uh, when the, when this stuff that's sold today is starting to be complete in three, four years, we will see a shortage of condos available on the market. And again, that is going to be a good thing for you if you're a condo investor buying pre-construction today, buying into an environment where three, four years from now, uh, there's going to be far less supply coming online. That's going to drive prices up once again. So that's the second factor. The first two factors are, are related to low supply. The third factor is that prices and rents are still increasing despite record number of completions. So yes, uh, it's true that there are, in a few years' time, there's going to be a very record uh, low number of completions. Right now, we're over the past 12 months, we've experienced record high completions. That's because the condominium market peaked around 2011, 2012, and all of those projects we're now seeing completed uh, today. It's late 2014, early 2015. Uh, record number of new condos have come on stream, and yet rents still are going up. Uh, again, not uh, you know, not uh, not huge amounts, but they're still going up around one percent in the core. And prices, as Treb uh, has been reporting, resale prices continue to go up about three to five percent. So these are both very encouraging signs for the individual condo investor but also to the institutional investor who looks at this and says, in a time where we're seeing record number of completions coming online, this was the so-called Armageddon or Condomageddon or whatever scenario that's been playing out uh, where, you know, the whole market was supposed to just go to crap and, and fall apart. It's not happening at all. In fact, rents and prices continue to go up, even in the face of record number of completions. 
And so institutional investors are, are seeing this as a very uh, positive sign for the future um, for them if they're looking at building a 300 or 400 unit apartment building that's going to be completed uh, a few years from now. The fourth uh, force that we're seeing is that home prices continue to soar out of reach. So again, we've heard this time and time again. Um, prices just of low-rise homes in the city of Toronto in particular continue to just get out of reach. The average price of a detached home is now over a million dollars. That's just for an average house. That's not for a great house. That's just for an average house. So very few people can actually afford to purchase a home in Toronto, a house. Um, actually, the only people who can afford to buy a house are people who are already in the market, people who have been in the market for at least four or five years already and who have substantial equity built up in their current property, be it a house or a condo, and they're carrying that equity over into these million-dollar homes, which are now the average uh, home in Toronto. So these are not first-time buyers. First-time buyers are priced out of you know 95% of first time buyers are priced out of uh, are priced out of home ownership in Toronto. So institutional investors see this as another key reason to get into the rental housing business now because there's going to be more and more people giving up on home ownership as the article put it in the years to come and these people will become long-term renters. So just like other major cities in the world you can expect that home, the home ownership rate in Toronto will slowly decrease over the next 20 years. Individual investors are going to reap the benefits as well because prices and rents for condos will continue to grow as long as supply is held in check. And we already discussed that. It looks like it definitely is going to be held in check. So the fifth factor at play here, um, and the final one, is that millennials prefer renting. And this was something that the article talked about as well. Millennials and singles prefer renting. And this is uh, something that's also driving the rental apartment boom. Millennials prefer renting because it's, well, partly because it's all they can afford. Uh, They can't afford to get into ownership right now. And also partly because it allows them to be more transient and more mobile. Mobility, it's the new currency of millennials. They love to be able to move to different neighborhoods every year or as they see fit. They can new job, they can try a new city, they can uh, they, they prefer travel and experiences over cars and you know white picket fences uh, of the previous generation so it's all about a very different lifestyle for the millennial generation and renting fits into that lifestyle very very nicely eventually these people will you know grow up and they will buy houses but it's going to be much much later than the previous generations have first they're going to rent for a long time and then they're going to buy a probably going to buy, buy a condo because they won't be able to afford a house they're going to live in that condo for much longer than previous generations have lived in condos because, again, they won't be able to afford to, to move up to a house. And eventually they will, you know, probably after, say, five years in the condo, they'll, they'll get into a house. But before it was, you know, the, the pattern we'd see was rent for as short of a period as possible and then get into that condo as soon as you scrape together enough money to do so. Live in that condo for two to three years. Um, take those profits and equity 
and then move up into a house. But again, we're seeing a very different pattern moving forward with the millennials and um, their preference for renting and the fact that they will be renting longer and longer than previous generations is a very good thing for the institutional investor who's looking at getting into the market as well as the individual investor who's looking at buying an individual condo unit today and wondering how it's going to perform over the next you know five to ten years and so just to recap again the five major forces one is that more and more sites um, are becoming rental apartment sites instead of condominium sites that's less supply the second is that less and less new condo projects are being introduced to the market, partly because these sites are, are becoming rental um, apartments, but partly because there are just fewer and fewer sites available as the city is being built out. Um, and so again, that's another uh, story of lower supply and, and higher prices in the future for condos. A third is that prices and rents are continuing to increase today even in the face of record number of completions. The fourth thing is that home prices continue to soar out of reach and people just cannot afford to get into low-rise housing, so they will be renting and, and living and buying high-rise properties uh, more and more. And finally, millennials just prefer renting. It's a lifestyle component. It's a, a social trend. It's, it's something that we're seeing on a wide scale, um, not just in Toronto, but really across North America and, and many cities around the world. This is a big, big trend that we're seeing. And so there you have it. Those are the five factors and, and reasons at play why the rental apartment boom that we're seeing is actually very good news for the individual condo investor today who's buying today um, and looking to the future. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this little um, mini episode, this uh, oral essay on the, the subject of the rental apartment boom. And once again, for the show notes on this episode and a link to the article that sort of inspired me to, to um, do this piece in particular, you can go to truecondos.com slash episode 41. And you'll find all the show notes there. Thank you again for listening. If you have any questions, you can always email me, andrew at truecondos.com. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew LaFleur. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just search for me, Andrew LaFleur. You can um, also, of course, call or text me directly at 416-371-2333. Thanks very much for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.